Hey, this is Scotty from Artifice, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hello, hello. What's up? Can you hear How's me all right? Going, man? I'm yes, doing sir. all right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, how are you? Doing all right. Just trying to, today's my day off from my real world job. So I'm just trying to uh, get a few interviews done and then get some stuff done around the house. You know, all that honeydew crap. Yeah, man. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Got some coffee and I'm ready to roll. That's hey, there you go. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Or me, my partner couldn't make it this morning. So you got just me. All good. Hey, it's all good. It's all we need. That's it. Um <laughs> I guess we could start with the single, Leave Me for Dead. I uh, actually have had that in constant play over the last day or two, preferring for this thing. That's a really great song. What has been the, uh, the feedback to it so far? Been pretty positive? Yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been great. There's, it, seems, uh, it, it seems a lot of people are really uh, relating to, to the lyrics and, and the song. Even both of them, Cut Me Out and Leave Me for Dead, it seems like a lot of people are really uh, uh, drawn into those songs and I'm pretty stoked about that because the whole the whole record, you know, as the songs come out, uh, I feel like it's going to do that. I feel like it's going to reach people and I feel like it's going to hit home with a lot of people. So I'm going to jump around on my list then because you're touching on it here. But that was one of my later questions. When you're writing, is there like a theme or message you want your fans to take away? And also, do you have any instances of, instances of fans like emailing you or grabbing you after a show and say, hey, I really connected with that tune? Um, the second part of it, definitely. Um, you know, even some of our fans have gone as far as to get our lyrics tattooed on them, which is oh, wow. you know, it's pretty out there. But I'm super grateful. Uh, as far as like the writing goes, I think really we write about a variety of subjects. Um, but I think our main goal usually is just to find a way to relate to our listeners and, uh, and, and write about something that maybe we're going through or experiencing that we know other people out there are also going through or, and experiencing. And I think that's, you know, really kind of just the sum of it all. What happens in between the lines kind of varies from here to there. It's still got to be pretty amazing, overwhelming, and maybe even humbling to, to realize like somebody across the world sitting in their living room in their underwear is listening to your record and connecting with exactly what, you know, you wanted them to hear. Absolutely. I think, you know, that's, that's one of the main reasons uh, we do this is, is to, to have that connection. And, and, you know, for us, the music itself, writing it and getting it out there and performing it every night that we do, um, that that's our therapy, you know, and, if we can help out, you know, others and, and let people know, hey, you're not alone in this. Like a lot of this, a lot of this record that we're uh, putting out now kind of revolves around mental health. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people have really had to deal with a lot of uh, mental health issues over the last couple of years. And yeah. there's been a lot of struggles and depression, you know, being stuck in your house and on your couch or, you know, your job closed down and, and everybody's Something... just been dealing with a lot of shit, you know. Something that like, I know that I always had, and I'm sure that, you know, you guys had as well, but when I was growing up and I was, I mean, I still am a fan of music. I feel like as songwriters, our band approaches things from that, you know, a fan's perspective, but as a fan, I always had people in my life that I listened to. One of the most notable was Chester Bennington, who Mm -hmm. 
every time he opened his mouth, he said something I felt like I could understand. Right. And uh, it's kind of our goal, you know, to try and fill a void of some kind like that, like Chester maybe did for us or a lot of other people. Like we just want to be able to write about things that other people can connect to and understand. We talk a lot about mental health on the show. And actually, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I've done, I actually have a full length feature on mental health in like the hard and heavy music world. So something very close to the show and, you know, people in the show. And do you find that the music is like cathartic when you're writing it and, and singing and performing? I mean, I, I would, I would say so just to, getting your I mean, demons out like there a, it's yeah i mean it's like a release man it's like for instance we haven't been on tour you know for two years now because covid and yeah. we were making a record right. prior to covid and uh it's it kind of does feel like there's a lot of pent up you know something that needs to get out and uh shows and these songs in specific you know really are my way of kind of bleeding that out and getting rid of it. you ever i'm sorry i'm on this I'm going down this rabbit hole, but bear with me. Um, do you ever feel like you're it's too you're too vulnerable or it's too much to put out there, or do you just sometimes not I give a like shit? We've had I know Scotty and I have had conversations when writing lyrics, you know, about things that maybe we we we'd want to say originally and we decided that maybe it was a little too much. I don't know, Scotty, if you yeah. might want to say something about that. No, yeah, I, I would say that, but at the same time, I, I think uh, on this new stuff has been the most vulnerable we've been it's, it's uh, not like uh i don't want to reveal myself kind of thing so much as a, i don't want to paint that picture too much so that it takes away from someone else's experience right hey can you yeah, hang on one second do. give me one second sure. my dog is chewing this bone and it's i don't want it on this <laughs> i am so sorry no it's all good he started chewing the bone right next to my foot and i don't want all that in the you know, okay, so. sorry, go ahead. no i think um more so on this record than ever, you know, we, we opened up on that vulnerability and, and uh, I've always been very lyrically uh, like this, regardless of the message, you know, there's, there's always a message in there that, you know, kind of dealing with some shit, but I've always tended to lean towards the uplifting and always drawing, you know, there's always hope there's always this, and and uh, on this record, like we really tried to take a little bit different route on that lyrically and and just let people know, like, this is the shit I'm going through, you know, right. and it's not always OK. Like things don't always end up OK, but but like, it like every... segues us into about, you know, the what the album's about and stuff. I feel like you're kind of yeah. leading into that. So, <laughs> yeah. And, on. And, and I think uh, and like Cody said, we, we we left it a little more open ended. And it's actually been kind of cool because uh, some of these songs uh, lyrically started, you know, four or five years ago. Um, And and they've just evolved through the time. And even now, some of those songs that the lyrics started, you know, four or five years ago, hit me even in a different way today than they did then. Right. They're still relevant. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, we want people to be able to to take whatever ever picture they're being in, you know, whatever, whatever scene that they're in at that moment and being able to relate somehow with something that we struggled with ourselves. Sure. Gotcha. I think Did you want to, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, do you want to expand? Cause you sort of mentioned it. You want to talk about the record? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he's talking about how we took a different approach with the vulnerability of the writing and stuff. I think that was just a product of, 
you know, where we were at. We, throughout a lot of this record, didn't even know that this music was ever going to get released or that anybody was ever going to be able to hear it. And uh, at times it kind of felt like we were writing records for ourselves. And uh, I think that's just why it ended up being so vulnerable because, you know, we weren't really writing it under the pretense that like so-and-so is going to think a certain way about this. We were just like, we need to get this out. Right. And that's uh, Reflections is the album title. And uh, we called it that because the entire record is kind of like a series of journal entries of ours. And uh, when we hear it, it's kind of like, you know, looking back and, reflecting on some experiences that we've been through isn't it weird how music and i think more than maybe any other sense in the in the world or any other thing in the world can take you right back to a spot like from your childhood or you remember you hear a song on the radio and you're all of a sudden six years old back in your dad's car or whatever it's the strangest thing in the world I remember yeah. where I was, who I was with the first time I ever heard a Linkin Park song. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It hit me wrong or right. And, you know, I never let go of it. And it's and also music's kind of beautiful in that fact that it's universal, too. Like, some, you know, you can meet somebody that you can't even have a conversation with because there's that disconnect of language barrier right. and whatnot. And music can always, like, prevail through that. And that's just pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's the craziest thing. Anyway, so how did you guys hook up with uh, Imagine Records and Morgan Rose? Because you guys the perfect fit for the record, right? I mean, for the label, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we were playing in uh, outside of Chicago one night at uh, a buddy of ours. Illinois, Top Fuel Saloon. And uh, it's a good show, good crowd. uh, And we're on stage and I happened to just look up and see Morgan walk in. And I was like, oh. Uh, hey boys, we gotta step it up real quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, gotta go uh, a good one tonight. And we we kind of just ended up hanging out, you know, till like six in the morning, just talking about life and the road, and you know, sharing stories and whatnot. And then uh, that led to us going down to Atlanta and doing some writing with him and uh, Corey Lowry, who's now a Seether. Yeah, and. Uh, and Corey's cool. We we toured with him back when he was in Santa Sonia on Santa Sonia's first tour. Right. And so we already kind of had a little bit of a relationship with him. And uh, and then we left Atlanta and uh, we went through some other ordeals in Canada and talking to some other labels and whatnot. And and at that time, uh, Imagine seemed to not be fully ready to you know attack things just yet. And uh, well, fast forward a few months months later you know morgan hits us back up and imagines ready to rock and roll and and we were the number one band in his mind uh to get to get going on there and he he fought for us and he wanted to make sure that that he could push us out and the rest is history i guess and we'll just see uh how that history goes from here a couple shots uh in a bowling session later and here we are (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's pretty amazing because you look at the roster and i think this is you know the perfect fit for the roster right Sure. Yeah, man, it's a lot of a lot of good bands, a lot of good things going on there. Uh, the the label's kind of taking a little bit of a different approach than than like the standard label would take, and uh, you know we're, we even took some notes from kind of the hip hop realm to where those guys are dropping a new track, you know, every six weeks or so. So hence why we're dripping out songs and dripping them out, you know, and 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 making this release stretch. Uh, right. one, one thing we learned with our last record in human was we, we dropped the first single and then we dropped the record immediately. And it was almost like, uh, each song didn't get a chance to actually Morgan 
uh, I'll quote him on this. Uh, he said he wants to make sure every song has a chance to get a life, has a chance to get a heartbeat, right. you know? And uh, so that's really what we're trying to do with this one is like, let every song get its, uh, you know, little, little mint to shine and, and see which one hits the hardest with the people. So that's an interesting thing. And I know that's the way the music business is going. And it was actually on my list of things to ask you. Um, that's the route you guys are going to stay with, right? The, the new sort of music business model with the single every four Honestly, to six weeks. Has a- see ours as a bit of a, a combination. Hybrid. Of the two. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we, we first started having those conversations about release plans and we're like way over here on this side, which I would consider to be, you know, like maybe the hip hop plan side, as opposed to the traditional rock thing. And uh, we kind of somewhere ended up in the middle because we as somewhat traditionalists, ourselves didn't really want to budge on things like full albums right and you know stuff like that so it's kind of yeah. somewhere in the middle we're really trying to pump it out all the time but we're definitely got a full album and trying to also make it you know a thing yeah we're kind of old school in the fact of which i'm sure you can relate to this is like we grabbing a record and looking at the art and reading everybody it's a process and, oh it's it's that's it's the whole thing is a piece of art you know right. And, and I miss that a lot of times, you know, when I get new records or even myself, I'm guilty of just, you know, going streaming the record and not buying it and doing all that. And and I miss a lot of that. And I yeah. feel like a lot of that's missing in the in the music these days. So I'm definitely a lot older than you or a little bit older than you guys anyway. And that's the way, you know, I grew up consuming music. You go to the record store on Tuesday, you buy the record, you come home, look at the artwork the way it was meant to be. <clears throat> Listen to the record the way you guys spent like weeks sequencing it. Because that's an art form, too, that I think is disappearing, right? The whole sequencing of how does this get put together? Where does this song go? So I know and then I know you got to survive. And I know there's, you know, kids like my son's age there. All they want is that short attention span, one song and move on. So you got to find yeah. the balance. So I think, you know, Cody, that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, we had a lot of conversations about it. And uh, there were a lot of opinions that got thrown around. But in the end, I think sure. we all found a spot where we felt pretty good. So. Yeah, kind of straddling the fence. I'm doing a little bit of both because for people like me, the old school guys, I could still eventually get the record. And and aside from that, you know, like just from a business standpoint, like as a band these days, physical merch sales are some of your biggest revenue. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense for any band, in my opinion, to go on tour and not have CDs for people to buy and sign. Right. take home and hang posters on their walls. It's like free pr- promo, you know? They yeah. buy that CD and take it home. They're going to think of you again like two weeks from now when they see that. So. Okay. When you're writing your songs, are you writing like for the stage, songs for the stage, or are you writing songs for the song's sake? Like, are you saying, hey, this is a great place for a, a both chant? <laughs> both? Yeah, I would say Yeah, I, I would say more so towards the song's sake because especially with this record, like seventy five twenty five, probably like we we did a lot of going to other people and recording and going to other producers and other people, other writers and trying this and that. And at the end of the day, we just wanted to make the songs we wanted to make. And we had to kind of just put all that back and just go, you know what? Let's just do what we want to do. Let's make a record that we're going to dig and hope that people dig it as well, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, and, and it was kind of the, so many times it's like you're, you're in a studio and it's like, this is, has to be, you know, it's gotta be this for radio and this for radio and this for that and this for that. And in this time around, we were just like, screw it. We're just going to do us. And if radio picks it up, like that'd be super cool. <laughs> you know. Right. And if people just dig it, that'd be super cool. But like, 
at the end of the day, we made a record that I can still to this day, I can go put it in and in the living room in here and, and listen to it from front to back and go, man, I'm, I'm proud of that. And I, I enjoy listening to it. Right, and sure. and uh, I think I that's think, important. The only yeah. time I think like the stage ever really comes into play when we're writing is just maybe on the instrumental side of like, you know, how technical are we getting specifically mm-hmm. on this latest record? We kind of took even a further. Like we have to still be able to headbang, guys. If we play this yeah. riff that hard, we're not going to be able to. Move. <laughs> right, yeah, pretty much. And some of the riffs are still like way too hard to be headbanging. But uh, yeah, we definitely took a step to like you know a lot of faster finger work and stuff happening. And uh, other than that, like vocally on stage, you know, those are the only. two. We just don't want to like we don't ever do like too much vocal later layering in the studio. Just because can't just because Scotty and I are very incapable, but there's only two of us. Right. So it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, you know, you got to you got to get as much as you can in there. But I don't know the stage. We just want to put on a good show. So as long as we can headbang and my fingers look like they're doing cool things. That's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys what are your plans? I know it's probably kind of a, a weird situation, but what are your plans for taking this on the road? Any kind of plans yet or nothing? Yes, uh, we're getting ready to de- announce the tour. Um, really? Good for you. Gonna start at the end of October and aside from, you know, obvious holiday breaks, we'll probably be on the road for the rest of the year. Oh, good for you. I know. Yeah, it's been tough to figure out, man, because nobody's wanting to book anything right now. And, uh, and, and, you know, we just kind of had to take the reins and say we're going to do it ourselves. And like Cody's been on it nonstop. And, and we, we got one of our old booking guys back in to, you know, help us put this tour together. Because nobody's really wanting to book anything until 2022, but we're right. tired of sitting home. We're going to go play some shows. People are hungry to hear some live music, and we're wanting to give it to them. What's it going to be like to get back on stage? You're going to be nervous. I probably will the first I, night. I, I'm going to be more nervous that I, I'm just like, can my body still do what exactly. it did <laughs> two years ago? Right. Exactly. <laughs> but after I get but, uh, that, that once we get way, through that, okay. that that first initial like bang over from week one when your neck's hurting so bad you can't right. even hold it up anymore <laughs> i feel like though you know even though you're nervous the fans are going to be just like me and just as excited as you are to be out there and to see live music that nothing's going to matter right the energy is going to be so over the top and so insane yeah yeah absolutely that's i'm kind of hoping that this whole thing brings back a lot of the live music world because i think people realize through this whole covid deal that uh when entertainment goes away the world gets kind of boring you know and uh, i think people are ready to have some fun again oh my god i was going to shows like two three a week for I am. years and years and years and years and then you shut it all down and i've seen one show in the last two years Jeez. right horrible and oh, i haven't yeah. even seen like a hard rock show i actually went and saw the dirty heads and sublime just recently just because it, it was live good. music and it was outside and it was fun and I needed to be out. Yeah, but yeah I can't wait. We were on tour with this band for the greater part of the last decade. And then around 2019, came home and haven't been back on stage since. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember like before we even put the record out, like we were having conversations even like, hey guys, like are we still a band? <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> right. And then like, COVID hit gotta... and it just like even prolonged that. And it was just like, <laughs> no. How difficult is it to keep up with your fans? Like, I mean, because all you have is social media now, right? Very hard. That yeah. Was, we uh, kind of went on a bit of a hiatus while we were making the record. And, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't, 
we'd been writing that record for quite a while and had kind of burned out all of our content and didn't really want to just keep regurgitating right. the same stuff. So we kind of went on a hiatus there for a while because like you said, there was just nothing happening, nothing for us to, you know, nothing interesting for us to share with people, no shows being played. So it, it really sucks. But then the record started to come out and, you know, we got had a couple things brewing. So hopefully that hill just keeps you to grow, yeah. get on bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else. That's run through my questions. Did I miss anything you wanted to cover? Hope that wasn't too bad. I go down rabbit holes. No, man. No, that was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Where are you from, Bruce? I'm in, well, I'm originally from New York, but I live in Richmond, Virginia for the last like 16 years or so. Oh, cool. Well, man, we'd love to link up again. You know, maybe if we get out your way, we can uh, jump on an in-studio kind of deal, you know? Absolutely. And I don't know if, if Shauna told you, but I do like a million other. Well, I used to do a cooking show. And it's going to sound oh, cool. Where people on tour used to stop it. They pull a tour bus out front and we'd cook and do an interview. Sort of like a, it's called Brutally Delicious, where people would just come and cook a meal like Megadeth's been here. We've had a lot of people here. That's mm-hmm. awesome. But now, two years, it's the same thing you guys are in. There's no more, nobody's coming to the house to cook because nobody's on the road anymore. Well, we'll come cook, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great when you get on the road. So I've done, I do a bunch of other little short video things. Some are funny, some are ridiculous. If you guys are interested in doing that kind of stuff, um, absolutely. You just give me your email or send, have Shauna send me your email and I could send you. Most of it's going to be because we can't get together. You guys would have to film it there, but I could send you all the you know, the instructions and questions and whatever. And if you got a sense Hell of humor, yeah, some of it's really funny stuff, like ridiculous, because I found that people like short and funny, especially oh, dude, now. I yeah. like getting funny more, probably more so than the other guys. But <laughs> when, like we just did a, a month, we just teamed up with monster audio mm-hmm. and uh, they sent us like a, a, a package of all these different cables to check out. And they want us to do an unboxing video. And it turned into us just uh, getting weird with it. Okay, <laughs> and, cool. So, and we kind of made like this whole little commercial almost for them. And it's just silly. Nice. But I, I, we love doing that kind of stuff, man. And the more content we can get out and the more we can get out and connect with people and hang out with some cool people right. like you, like we're always down. I've had to reinvent just to keep the content going because as you guys have the same issue, there's no, nobody's coming here anymore. So, Right, right. So yeah, if you want to send me a message or have Shauna send me your email, I can easily... Um, you know, send you stuff. And if you want to do it, sure. love to have you. I'm always yeah. looking for content as well to keep the site fresh. Yeah, anyway, it's, actually, it's, it's artifice rock, artifice rock at gmail.com. Oh, that's easy. All right. I'll send it yeah. probably tomorrow. All right, cool. And give me and, one uh, artifice Bruce, rock. Got at to look up with any venues in your area, man. Let's talk. Cause so here's the problem. Dates over there. Yeah. Here's the issue. I, I mean, there's lots of places here, but since this whole thing has started opening up slowly, Nobody, I wasn't kidding when I said there's no shows yet. Nobody has played Richmond. They're playing like, no. they're playing about two hours from me here, two hours north. I don't know what the deal with the hard and heavy music, but there's been none here in Richmond. Hmm. That's a bummer. Maybe a couple one-offs like that. the Dirty Heads or something, but you know, even like Lamb of God and Guar and all those guys, they're from here. Nobody's playing shows here. Huh. Crazy. Well, maybe we'll have to just bust up in there. Then that sounds like a lot of fans <laughs> right for the rocking. Take care. Nice talking to you. Thanks for having us, buddy. Stay safe. Bye, Be well. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. 
we're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.